Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Art Studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. Thinking today about Star Trek Continues. Some of you are probably thinking, what the hell is Star Trek Continues? I'll recap a little bit about it, because I did a show about it in the past, and then I'll tell you some recent thoughts I have about it. Star Trek Continues is a series of Star Trek shows, about an hour long, that recreate the original Star Trek series. And it's the vision and passion and uh, brainchild, love child of one person, a guy named Vic Mignogna. Can't can't pronounce his name. (laughs) Anyway, Victor. If somebody had come to me and said, listen, somebody is going to recreate the original Star Trek series and it's going to be awesome. Uh, It's going to look like it. It's going to sound like it. The lenses the way it's edited, everything is going to sound like the original Star Trek series. And to cap that off, this guy, Vic Mignogna, stars as Kirk, and he is a better Kirk than Shatner, or just as good. He basically is Shatner. It's amazing. So, Star Trek continues, as I said, if somebody had to come to me and said, you want to place a bet against this happening... This is the most unbelievable passion project that came to fruition I have ever seen. You know, it's one thing to publish a comic book. It's one thing to do this or that. But to put together a Star Trek show, they built the sets. They built the engine room. I I think they've spent millions of dollars, I think. At least hundreds of thousands. They have a standing set in Georgia, I think it is long story how it all came to be but basically it took money and this guy Vic has found people to raise money he has traveled around the country going to some kind of conventions I saw his schedule like a year ago going to different places and he would raise money at these different events and he was able to do what he loved doing for a living which is play Kirk in Star Trek holy smokes if that isn't a dream that shouldn't happen couldn't happen but did happen and this guy Vic I believe he's like in his 50s he looks 40 he looks terrific I mean just in terrific shape his face is is really nice I mean I gotta give him credit I mean the whole thing comes across as more episodes of the original series of Star Trek it's called Star Trek Continues You can watch them free on YouTube. You can watch them free on the Star Trek Continues site. Star Trek Continues is over. For all intents and purposes, I think it has one episode left that they're editing together. 
and pretty much the last three episodes have been made in the last few months, and the show is over. Why is it over? Well, because of one of the things I always complain about. That's why it's over. You know, I always complain about people who run Kickstarter and crowdfund me programs, and they take the money and they don't do what they say they're going to do. In fact, some people just take the money and steal it or whatever the hell happens to it. I have been victim of several of these Kickstarter projects that just take the money and run. And there is a lot of them. A lot. Anyway, Paramount Pictures graciously allowed people to make Star Trek fan films. As long as it was non-profit. Well, these guys who, I don't know who they were, they run a Kickstarter saying they're going to make a Star Trek fan film. They raise a whole bunch of money and basically just steal the money and never make the film. Ripping off all the people who contributed. Paramount sees this, steps in and says, we have to stop this whole fan fiction thing, this whole fan movie thing, this whole internet fan thing. So, They went to court, and they're not going to allow any more fan movies of Star Trek to be made. Luckily enough, the Star Trek Continues Projects was an official non-profit. It had permission from Paramount, had a relationship with them, and they'd raised the money for the last three episodes. So this past spring and summer of 2017, they have been making and completing the final three episodes they had funding for. And because of this court order that there will be no more of these Star Trek fan things, Star Trek Continues has to stop. Not because of anything they did, but because this other crowdfunding thing was so duplicitous, so so there's their thieves, duplistic, (laughs) uh, and that Paramount said we can't have any more people being cheated in the name of Star Trek. We have to shut this down. Isn't that just the saddest thing and, and how damned annoying that is. That because of some thieves, everything has to be made bad for everyone else. It's just like the, you know, the guys who you know, try to blow up airplanes. They make it so that everybody else who travels for, for the rest of eternity has to suffer while traveling on airplanes because of these particular idiots. It seems like the people always suffer for the actions of a tiny few. I really hope that this guy, Vic Mignogna, gets to go on to other things because he really deserves it. And I'm sorry that this passion project of his has to end. But in some ways, it's good that the thing is finite. It's locked forever on film. He looks good. The episodes were great. And, uh, you know, he gets to have this thing that he did and to look back on. And... Something completely to be proud of. It's too bad that most of us, including your humble host, give up on most of their dreams as time goes on due to their impractical nature of a dream. You know, some things we shoot for that are big and some are small, but overall, like, I would like to be a famous artist and have lots of books published that everybody read. I've kind of shelved that dream. (laughs) It's too bad that we have to give up on our dreams because it's maybe, maybe, this guy being a great example of it, there's a way to make even the most wild, wild, crazy dreams come true. And I've seen other people do it. 
you know, Jim Luan, the animator, he had a film made with, uh, you know, real production, real sound, real stars, you know, Bill Plimpton producing it. I mean, he, he got a real movie animated made, and he was the character designer, obviously. So it's terrific. Dreams can happen. And, and I think in the trying of, of your having to make your dream happen, that other good things happen along the way. Now, there's some discouragement. There's no's. There's, you know, failure and all this other stuff. But along the way, I think that whole journey's the point. And I've had a fantastic journey. I can't complain for one minute about the journey. I really, really can't. I saw a post on Facebook. It talked... Uh, I can't... Exactly. I think it was like one of those things where it's like a GIF that says something. Anyway, the upshot of it was is that there is a trope about comic book artists as they age turning into mean, bitter, disappointed comic book artists basically with their fists in the air, angry that they never got the success that they wanted or felt they deserved or strived for while making comic books. And that they're angry at, you know, comic books, the, the art business, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I've talked about this before because it seems like, like once a month on Facebook, some artist publicly, you know, that's said I'm quitting art and Facebook and everything and I'm out, you know, and he quits and, and he comes back. Because they're so pissed off that nobody's buying their art and paying attention to them, which I get. The point of this is, is that I don't want to end up one of these bitter old comic book artists who is pissed about not getting what he felt was his rightful deserves or just some deserves at all. I I don't want to be that guy and I I, I need and I want to make big steps to not let that happen because I've been lamenting things and feeling sorry for myself and thinking back on mistakes I've made and really lamenting them and thinking Gee, if only I could have done better. Well, you know, still use wallowing around in that. It's not getting me anywhere. It's not doing anything for me. And turning into one of these old, bitter, pissed-off artists, which you could easily see how you could fall down that road. You know, when you look at roads in your life and you can see how you can fall down them, obviously I've been pissed about things and so on. So I can see how that can happen. I think the antidote for that is being really grateful. Really grateful for what you do have. The powers that you do possess and the time that is yours. We have a limited amount of time. Even the greats only last a small period of time. When you think about it, you know, you have a short window to do almost anything. Luckily, art gives you a slightly longer window in life, but it doesn't mean we always have time to do it. You know, jobs, family, the whole thing. So, we don't have an unlimited amount of time to create the great works of our lives. (laughs) We don't have a lot of time. So, we have to get down to the business of doing it. And And I think we put a lot of weight in our shoulders. You know, we want our dreams to come true. We want a lot of what we call success, money, you know, fancy cars, whatever. Whatever it is that you aim at and look at as success, you want it. And I get working hard, but working hard doesn't equal success all the time. And You know, it can become a bitter pill to swallow. I will not deny that. 
But again, I think the antidote to the bitter pill is feeling really appreciative of what you do have. And I have felt many times that turning my thinking around into that way of looking at things really helps and makes me understand how really lucky I am. You know, when I was 20 years old, I broke my back. An injury so severe I may have been paralyzed for the rest of my life or walked in such a way that wasn't great walking. I've been really lucky. I've been able to walk after like two years of therapy and hobbling about, able to get back up on my feet, walk, and go to the bathroom by myself and do all sorts of fun things and really made me appreciate things. Since I've gotten further and further away from that incident, I've forgotten how really lucky I am just to be on my feet, just to have all the things that I have. And I don't want to get away from feeling very fortunate for the many things that I do have. I've got some other topics I'll relate in future shows. Uh, I don't want to lament too much about things, but uh, those are some topics I wanted to jump on tonight because I really thought about them and considered them, and I thought it might be something to touch on. And again, back to the Star Trek Continues thing, I'm really impressed that one man could make something like that come true. I mean, could you imagine, you know, building the sets, getting the actors, the costumes, the sound design, the editing? I mean, it's incomprehensible once you understand all that has to be done that this guy did this. <laughs> I mean, just incomprehensible. I'm sure when it's all said and done, it must be millions of dollars they spent on this thing. It must be. The production values are absolutely terrific. If you've never watched a Star Trek Continues, watch one. I especially like the one that is the uh, continuation of Mirror Mirror, which was an original Star Trek episode where we meet the evil Spock and the evil Kirk. It's episode three of Star Trek Continues, fairest of them all. And I really recommend that ep episode. For those fans of the original series, you will just love this episode. It brings you right back into it and it's awesome anyway really loved it and it's great to watch the guy act as the evil Kirk because if you recall uh, Shatner does an amazing overacting performance as the evil Kirk and it's terrific watching this guy do that it really is I've been working on my comic books I've been working on my comic book Donut Holes which is my four panel comic I'm trying to figure out how to release that uh, to you, my audience, who might like to read it. So I think what I might do is post it online on a website for a period of time, like a month or something, and let everybody go over and read Donut Holes and maybe give me some feedback. I don't usually get much feedback, but I'm willing to get feedback. So a letter of comment is always appreciated. But I was thinking uh, that might be the way I put Donut Holes out into the world before I publish it. And the reason I do this is because I have a small, intimate audience. That's you guys. And there's no reason, since I talk about these cartoons, for you not to see them. You know, it's not like I'm hoarding them. It's not like I want to sell them to you. Uh, I really am just looking for people who might enjoy them. So that's something I think I'm going to do here soon. Uh, what else? League of Annoying Heroes is going well. Oh, I know. I've 
been making a bunch of posters and recreations of Jack Kirby work in celebration of Jack Kirby's 100th. I think it's August 29th here, or August 28th maybe. Can't quite remember at the second. Uh, It'll be Jack Kirby's 100th birthday, and in celebration of how old he would have been, I've been doing a lot of Kirby artwork, been reading a lot about Kirby, thinking about Kirby. And to jump back into our Kirby discussion just for a minute, Kirby Peaks, Journey into Mystery 125, When Thor Meets Hercules. Now after that, he goes pretty cosmic with the, the people breeders and the galactic, galactus uh, trilogy, or story and so forth. But it's, he, he really becomes truncated because Kirby becomes really, dis- really disillusioned with Marvel and doesn't want to give them any more no- new ideas. But starting about 125, Journey into Mystery, maybe before that, depending on how you look at it, we go into a fantastic run on Thor, and we go into a fantastic run, meanwhile, over on the Fantastic Four, which is the Galactus Trilogy over there. That's running concurrently to the Hercules uh, thing in Thor. And that's really the peak right there, I think, of Kirby at Marvel. Right up into, like, uh, you know, FF56, Fantastic Four, introduces the Black Panther. No real major new characters are introduced after that. Some small ones, but nothing really major. And the continuity that wove together all the stories stops. Because Kirby, right then and there, is holding back, waiting, biding his time. They won't give him a contract. They won't treat him good. So he doesn't want to give them any more ideas. And you can totally feel as these threads of continuity are stopped, everything is let go. You know, they blame it on the fact that some edict comes down from Martin Goodman to make each comic self-containing no more continued stories of course you know that doesn't last but a few months ridiculous if it ever lasted if there ever was an edict to do that because it seems like the other books still kept on with the continuous sort of thread of how it all all the marvel comics wove together but that's there is some reporting about that that they wanted to have single contained stories but i don't see it that way oh, well i mean I, that happened but i don't think that's why kirby stopped introducing new ideas he stopped because he didn't want to give them any more to Marvel. And what's so interesting about you know the new gods, Mr. Miracle, and everything that he would start up at DC after he leaves Marvel, you can see all the seeds of it in Thor. He had a little tale uh, running in the back of Thor called Tales of Asgard, where Kirby would sort of exercise his imagination and tell you the backstory of Asgard. In this, I think it's like issue, I don't know, 127, 128, somewhere. It's not too far in there. Uh, from where I'm talking about, we see Kirby illustrate, talk about Ragnarok in these tales of Asgard. And the Ragnarok is the, the gods, planets blowing up, a big war, all kinds of dead bodies everywhere. Looks exactly, this, this whole setup of this tales of Asgard looks like the setup and a continuation that goes right into News Gods number six, the pact, where we see how the gods fought, what happened to them, and everything. So, it seems like the whole New Gods thing was already firmly in Kirby's mind and all set to go over there at Marvel, but he didn't pull the trigger. And he so easily could have. Right there, he could have pulled the trigger. He had set up for it, but he didn't. But he takes all those, all those ideas over to DC. DC <laughs> cancels them after, what, nine, ten issues? Gone. It's gone. <laughs> Just ridiculous how he was so underappreciated in his time. I was interested in how Jack Kirby spent his last years. 
and here's what I'm glad to report. Once Kirby gets done, I think like in 79 or somewhere in there, 78 with Marvel, he gets a job at an animation company where he gets actual benefits. When he has his heart attack, uh, he actually has the benefits to help him as opposed to being totally wiped out without medical benefits. So it was a completely lucky thing that he got to go to work for animation and he was well paid and Kirby enjoyed his last 10 years. He worked in animation. You may consider his skills were diminished, but he was well paid for those diminished skills. He did layout, design of characters, and things like that, and uh, evidently liked it, and the people took good care of him. So I'm glad to report that unlike many artists like Don Martin and others who end up basically in poverty and suffering, Jack Kirby did not end up that way. I was also thinking about Jack Kirby Try to put this in your mind, you know. The guy drew three to five pages a day. He got, you know, at, rates went up, you know, $11 an hour per page at the start. Uh, and so, you know, if he drew three pages a day, he made $33. And that was for an entire family of, four, of five people. Or maybe it was more, yeah, four, six people. He had four kids. I mean, you know, he had to draw fast in order to make enough money to feed his family. And a terrible story is Martin Goodman finds out how many pages Kirby is producing, finds out how much money Kirby is being paid overall, you know, because of his volume of work, and then cuts Kirby's page rate. Cuts it. Right there in what you know, I would consider one of his most prolific periods there, 65, 66. Martin Goodman cuts his page rate because Kirby's making too much money. Doesn't that blow your mind how underpaid he was? And when you look at his pages, you know, I couldn't draw those pages no matter how much time you gave me. And he's knocking out three to five pages a day forever. And he could knock out more than that. Kirby was an amazing artist. I mean, and it's not just he could knock them out either. He drew great. He never turned in bad work. His mind didn't hand in hack work. Somehow he just speeded up, was able to get it done. It's incredible. But... Again, uh, I'm constantly angered at the comic book companies that did not take care of Jack Kirby. And I guess that's a bitter pill. I will have to learn to be uh, unswallowing. I need to be thankful. I need to be thankful that we do have Jack Kirby's work with us. I have to be thankful that I was exposed to it. I have to be thankful that it turned out that Jack Kirby was a really nice guy and very kind to people. Unlike many heroes that you find out have feet of clay are not very nice. We find out that Jack Kirby was a super nice guy. Not only super talented, super hum humble, and super nice. Isn't that a great thing? That really, that's, that's the thing to focus on. Not what he didn't get from the industry, but what he's going to get from history and the fans. The comic book industry let him down, but I don't think the fans did. I really don't. Well, all of you have a great day in your art studios. Uh, keep carrying on. Keep doing your thing. I'm having a great summer. I only have one summer of 2017, and this is it. And I am making the best of it. In a few days, I'm going to pump up a giant raft and go floating down a river on this raft with some people. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm going to wear a lot of sunscreen because I'm as white as a ghost. <laughs> One thing about us artists is we don't see a lot of sunlight. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.